Well, hello and welcome to The Love Boat, a Vikings podcast. I'm your host, Matt Johnson. With me, Preet Shaw, Carter Cox. Guys, the Vikings are 0-2, but I'm Somehow not gonna... the best team in the division still. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not going to get down and out because we're probably the best 0-2 team I've ever seen. No, that's just a joke on last year. How are we with the worst, what? One score team winning. We're the we're the victory. worst thirteen and thirteen and four yeah. team ever. And then the but, year before, we were the worst team in one score games ever. Hey, it just flipped, bro. It's every other year we're turning into the Panthers. No, no, we've been bad since twenty eighteen with <laughs> a small spark that year before TJ Watt ended it. Nonetheless, I'm not going to get down on the Vikings yet, even though I was during the game, but I think I was just disappointed because it was a Thursday night game. We were in prime time, and they totally blew it you know that's kind of not a good morale boost as a fan of a team but they blew a very winnable what felt like a very winnable game where they just shot themselves in the foot and that's a good point and we have some breaking news too to talk about here in the intro but it did feel like the eagles were surprisingly beatable and we saw that when they played the patriots week one right but i think we should talk about this first dalton risner just signed with the minnesota vikings that is what everyone's been clamoring for. It might be the biggest position of need, offensive line, uh, interior, um, depth, let alone a starter, hopefully. But, I mean, we did have, uh, was it Ole Udo got hurt? Ole Udo did get hurt, yes. And he's kind of Torres mostly... Torres he's out for the season. He mostly plays in the edge, first man off rotational the bench. Piece. Yeah. First man off the bench, yeah. So, that spurred the team to actually make a move. Do we have the contract numbers yet? Uh, four million two point two five guaranteed. That's not bad. So, uh, new starting. I'm assuming he's gonna be playing right guard, replace Ingram. Is that what that's gonna look like? No idea yet, but that that's the theory. That's a running theory. That's I think. that's the guy that needs replacing the most right now. He's still young, but we can't. He's letting up a he lot a, of sacks. He had a decent issue. He did play. He did play standards. better. He played better. He, he didn't did force a fumble. But. We'll talk about this quick. <laughs> That's true. Um, he no, just let jo- he just fell into Josh Oliver. The only way was up cousins. from week one for Ingram. But yes, so Dalton Risner on the team. Preet, does this mean is this an immediate upgrade? And is he a starter week three? Or does I he would, need some time to he get adjusted? Is, yeah, in the in terms of pass protection, immediate upgrade. He will yeah. be our best pass protecting guard. But. I'm a little cautious because he was working back from an injury. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say, to be honest. I think I would definitely put him in week this week because the Chargers do not have a good interior pass rush. But then again, neither do the Panthers, who we play the week after. Oh, no, they have Derek Brown. They do have a good interior pass rush. I was about bad. to say, you're doubting. You're doubting no, Big no, Five. Der- Derek Brown, he's very well, good. That's perfect. Give him some time to adjust. With the Give him some time to adjust, yes. Oh, allegedly... When he tweeted out, allegedly, when he tweeted out uh, last week, he tweeted out uh, a picture of like a list of flights. And he's like, where am I going? He was going to Minnesota. So I think he's been in contact with the team for a while. Yeah, maybe he's got some playbooks and some studying to do beforehand. Yeah, I feel like that's probably pretty typical. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I would love to see him start this week, but 
do you start him over Ezra? Is Darisaw healthy is number one? Because Darisaw yeah. suited up but didn't play. I'm assuming he's healthy. That's a good sign. But if he's not healthy, what do you do? Do you move Ezra to left tackle, move Reisner to left guard, play Edringer at right guard? I don't know. I uh, That doesn't sound like the absolute absolute worst case scenario in all of it history, doesn't, but it doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great either. It sounds very makeshifty. But yeah. You're not I, I paying think... him two and a half million guaranteed four million over the season to not start is what I'd say. So I'd, I'd assume he'd start. I, I agree, but I think, you know, worrying about the logistics as to where he's going to line up, maybe kind of not, not thinking too far into it, but nonetheless, you added a player of value to a team in a position that needed it. I think when you start working into the logistics of that, you kind of start giving yourself a headache when baseline you did improve the team. Yeah. Well, okay, Carter, we watched every other we watched every NFC North team lose this week. <laughs> Does this mean it's a good as good time as any for the Vikings to go all in and not tank? Obviously, they're not in a position to tank. They have Kirk Cousins. He's playing very well. And, you know, they've looked good beside basically besides the run defense and turnovers. There's more issues, but those are the biggest things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd be in both first games if they didn't turn the ball over, what, three times the first game, then four times the second game. Like, it's kind of a disaster, but hopefully that regresses. So do you think they're all in this season now again? Because I don't know who's the biggest threat, Jordan Love? Or I well, guess it's I guess it's the Lions, but they even. Yeah. Lose. Well, you know, I mean, OK, let's be real here. Let's first ignore what um, y'all were saying in the group chat about how this team is going to go. own 17. I didn't but, say that, um, to be fair. Hey, hey, I'm. Do not do not use anything I say against the, during the game against me. We yeah, have receipts. We, we we have a quote log of everything Preet said during the game, and it is absolutely <laughs> we have outlandish. time stamps. We have everything. You know, <laughs> let's be upfront. The signing of Dalton Risner upfront shows that this team is not giving up. You wouldn't have signed him if you right. were projecting something bad. They they know that this division is wide open, and really, I mean, any team but the Bears can can win it. You know, and oh, that's. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about the Bears, go oh, we will. Just, but they won't be till the last segment. He cannot read an NFL defense in the slightest. But, <laughs> Good um, teaser for Super Gremlin, Matthew. Yeah, we'll, we'll do wait. a little. We'll do a quick little preview in that. But this is not a bad team by any means, despite what the record must tell you. I mean, I saw some stat that it's like Kirk Cousins is on pace for mm-hmm. fifty-one touchdowns, eight interceptions, and what is it? Uh, an zero and seventeen record. I mean, that would break all sorts of records. That would be a cooler season than Jameis Winston's 30 for 30 season if you throw 50 touchdowns and he'd go be the Calvin Johnson of the quarterbacks oh it'd be ridiculous I mean that would be so cool to see I almost want it to happen I know y'all wouldn't but this well, team hey, is still so competitive overall pick Caleb, good. Never, hey never mind I'm completely wrong they they do want it it had lead to some interesting <laughs> podcast segments but no this is this is a very competitive team I still think they're going to end up, you know, at like the ten and seven ish range because the schedule is rough, and you I could think very 10 and well seven is generous, but yeah, yeah, I, I, no, it's around, around that range, around looking, there. Looking maybe. at yeah. the schedule, looking at the schedule, ten and seven feels very doable. Yeah, and but the yeah. thing is, I think you also got to take into account with how rough the Vikings' schedule is that you don't want to lose encouragement or get downtrodden on this team when they're potentially one and four or something like that with all these hard upcoming games. Mm -hmm. And in a way, you know, as long as you don't lose the locker room, I think that might put the Vikings in a better position to start to surprise some teams down the road when the schedule lightens up a little bit. Also, can I just be honest, dude, this offensive line on the Vikings has needed a veteran presence for some time. It's kind of weird that it hasn't. 
like what yeah, Darisol like, is that might one be of the, the older people on the line, missing. which is weird to say. I, no, I think Darisol's the second youngest. I Brian O'Neill, oldest. oldest well, he, Brian O'Neill. Brian if you O'Neil's look at it from, I guess, who you would consider a veteran or role somebody model from a different team, team. It's probably Darisol. Somebody. I, who's know, been I think a it's Brian O'Neill. Brian O'Neill's been here for like seven years. He's like 27, 28, 29. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of a staple around the league, even at right tackle. Just kind of the well, I guess it is weird because some people will consider players who've been in the league just for three years veterans. It's, yeah. it's also weird that all of these offensive linemen are homegrown linemen. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Teams. It's like these are all Vikings. They don't have perspective even, outside of what have they've learned in the NFL. Exactly. Even look team. at the look at the backups. First guy off the bench, Oliudo, drafted by the Vikings. Second guy off the bench, Blake Brandell. Been and a in a sense, that's career. awesome, but we need outside because Again, it's yeah. not working, dude. It's the, not working. The, the first guy, like Austin Schlopman and Chris Reed, are the two guys we have that are not from the Vikings. And they're role players at best, like fill-ins. Role players might be very generous for both of them. Yeah, it's hard to say at the O-line, but you know what I mean. A backup that you know can move around. Yes. So, I don't know. I think it's a good sign Risner's on the team. We can finally the make God. the Riz God jokes. Thank you. As I was saying that, I knew you were going to... I mean, how does it hurt the team? It doesn't. It does. Exactly. You get great jokes and you get a great player. Yeah, and hopefully he elevates the O-line around him because we desperately need that in the interior. Yes. And Kirk needs that because... Granted, granted. Interior didn't have as bad of a game pass blocking as I thought they would against Jalen Well, it was the edge that had the tough time. Well, and because, you know, Garrison didn't play and Udo got hurt. But let's let's talk about that Eagles game. We've already kind of transitioned to it. I have specific things I want talking about, and I think we'll go in like chronological order because that's kind of how I remember this game best. It's kind of like, and I think this is pretty typical of all NFL games, but it's like a tale of two halves. I think the Vikings do like, I don't know. Maybe the Vikings don't adjust. It was two. It was opposing team does, but it's just, it's every. The four halves of this season have all looked drastically different. From it my felt like the typical Thursday night football game where it's two yeah. teams playing very it, sloppy football. Yeah, who just it, on at points felt like neither team wanted to win or like wanted to run away with the game. Yeah, it's, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's just one of those games where it's like both teams came to it very underprepared as well. Yeah, why and, can't I just watch a Vikings primetime game that's just airing the ball out, looking flawless? You know, you know the answer. Team. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. It won't happen. But I just there. It's hard because the team at times looks very promising. And then they make these stupid small mistakes. It's just an undisciplined team this year. And it's look it'll even look like that last year. Right. It, it's it's egregious this year. Like that's why we're not winning these one score games. I well, yeah, we played this year we've lost. We we broke our own record for most turnovers in the first four. Or like that's first so funny. Quarters. Seeing that stat graphic show up yeah. was just beautiful. But it's not even just that. I think the defense started out obviously slow last game because I want to know why Theo Jackson's playing snaps, let alone playing over our first it's, and second it's round draftees of last year. Lewisine is not very good. I think you have the answer. I and think you have the answer. Of no, one. that's well, Boots the point. Not a safety. Boots not a safety. You're well, the time Theo Jackson gave up that ball, uh, that was yeah. a cornerback. He, well, he was playing that quote-unquote star role that Josh Metellus plays, which is not a role you want Andrew Booth playing. I don't want either of them playing, obviously, but why? Why are they not playing? Like, what happened? Also, I think the, there was Who a is lot Theo of... Jackson? Who is Theo Jackson? That's what I want to Practice know. squad elevated player, baby. He's like fifth he, he's string... This year. He's this year's Duke, this year's Duke Shelley. 
Yeah, I don't just a random guy who comes out of nowhere and just plays well for a little bit. But no, it was a. I think this says a lot about Lewis seen and his spot on the Vikings, and it is it's been a, talked to death. But man, is it a problem? It exactly. Quasi's first draft class. We talk a lot about that draft class where Rick had four misses in the third round, who are all off the team in one year. This draft class from Quasi's first draft class is not looking much better. Legitimately, you can make an argument that Nick Muse has been his best draft pick from that class, or like. Oh, and who Caleb predicted Evans. that? That was you, Mr. Carter Cox. That was you. <laughs> well, just purely from a meme standpoint, I don't think I actually thought Nick Muse would be the best one. But was I the biggest fan of him out of that whole draft class? No, absolutely. You were. Oh, you're well, Ty, Ty Chandler. Ty yeah, Chandler. Exactly. That's right. Slow Ty... your roll and know your place. God damn it. I know. Sorry, I'm getting all like the random football players that I'm obsessed with confused. Joe Webb. Start thinking, yeah, Joe Webb is uh, Blake Bell soon. Also, did really Josh McTellis come back in that game? Yes, he, he got did. He did come up back. At one point. He did come back. He's been playing pretty well. I can't put... I think he let I was up, gonna say, a touchdown I, week one, but yes, other than Mike that, Evans. he's been playing yeah. very well. I was going to say another guy who I owe a big apology is Cam Bynum, because I was he's so ready great. to replace him. He has been our... I would say he has been our best player in the secondary this entire season. Caleb and Evans has been playing good, though. Caleb Evans has been he's been okay. He's been he got away with a pretty egregious no call DPI, but I mean, yeah. He, and Byron been, Murphy has been doing the best he can. Mikai Blackman flashed for a rookie. I mean, there is some hope at the cornerback position. It's the it's depth a, there and at safety that's a problem. Again, it's the depth everywhere. Really. Again, it is very much also I, I we need to start having a conversation about Harrison Smith because he is starting to look his age. I think they just got to play him in the box more. He has been playing in the box a good amount. He's just and it's good. To... He That's his fit with the uh, Flores defense. His age is just finally starting to catch up with him, it looks like. And that is... Well, how old with... is he? 35? 35. I would yeah. not be surprised if this oh is Oh, my last gosh. Year. Whoa. He's old. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. There's another depth defense quick hitter. Is it a red flag that Asamoah is not playing? A little bit. I would say yes. But also, Ivan Pace is playing so good to the point where, well, yeah, you're going to put it's a meritocracy. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. You're going to put the best player on the field. So you don't have to tell that to the 49ers with Trey Lance. Well, no, it was a meritocracy there, too, because they traded. No, that's that's I was just trying to. I I said it in the wrong way, but I was just making a reference to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very much a it's very much a meritocracy at that point. Uh, Interesting. I, I, he did get more snaps this last week, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. But I would ideally like to see him and Ivan Pace, even though they're both undersized, play next to one another. Just because, even though Hicks has played well, I just I like, like Hicks to... there as the full time starter, just because he's got the experience and he's probably the one wearing the green dot, right? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. But I just like to see the youth shine through a little bit. Um, I wrote here fumbling issues are insane. I don't know what the solution to that is, but it's weird that every level of this team is fumbling. I guess instead, except Powell fumbled, Kirk fumbled, Madison fumbled. Dude, it is so frustrating watching Madison play right now. And the fumbles and came I at knew... the worst possible time. The fumbles yeah. came at the worst possible time because we had just gained the momentum in every single situation. First fumble was Powell. We had gotten the punt. He had an insane long return. And then forcing just a punt and fumbling that is one of the worst plays in football. Yeah, and then Madison's fumble came after we just recovered a fumble of our own or an interception. We, yeah, that we was after gotten... Theo Jackson's interception, right? And it just pissed away all the momentum we had. And then Kirk's fumble, I'm not going to blame too much on Kirk because 
that pressure was right. In his I mean, face. granted, he has to hold on, on one hand. Ball. Kirk has fumbling issues. On the other hand, it's because he's insanely he's the most pressured quarterback. Yes, granted, he has to hold on to that ball. But yeah, that was the first drive coming out of the the uh, half right and JJ's fumble as well. We haven't talked about that. The touchback dumbest rule in football still, but you got it. That's such a, just a momentum swinger. Every single time we had any sort of positive momentum, we just bam shot ourselves in the foot. I do want to just talk about Madison for a minute. Um, Obviously I'm a fan of Madison. I think he shows a lot of like tackle breaking ability. His vision's terrible. He's probably, well, and who's been who's been saying that for the longest time? You've been I no, I'm t- right on pay. I agree with you. And I was on board with getting rid of Dalvin Cook. And, uh, you know, I was right about that. We were right about that. Dalvin Cook is cooked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We but, were all but, right but about that. Other than, that uh, doesn't Carter. mean that Alex matters. Alex Madison's. Hey, guy. hey, I, I, I'm still a believer, man. I think he's got one cowboy Zeke year left in him. <laughs> New York, the New York Jets fan base wants to run him out so fast. I know. So funny. <laughs> I think he's got one Ezekiel Elliott level 2022 season it's, left. In it's him. so funny because if you look at him, if you look at him, Adam Thielen and Patrick Peterson, they just look so old when they play. Pat, Pat Pete's the saddest one to me, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Ayuk had that boy looking like he had cement blocks on his feet. Like it, it, that that one was rough to watch. It. That truthfully feels like the closing of an era seeing oh, Pat yeah. Pete just stumble. Yeah. Dude, you remember Pat Pete when he was first coming out of college? Like he was a punt returner too. He had like the shiftiest. Yep. He would return punts for touchdowns. And now it's just like, buddy, please get off the field. You're not him anymore. You can't keep. Is, isn't you can't it so weird quarter, to think that half. him and Kyler Murray were teammates considering they came from such different eras of football? Yeah, it's funny. Him and Honey Badger both too. Yep. Honey Badger is also one of those guys who just uh, – I don't think he has a team now. It's just no. over. Sad. It's crazy it how sad. you can go from such a high level in just a few years. It is, but, you know, Carter, what college do they go to again? LS who? LS. I said, do we care about them? No. Exactly. Great. War Wonderful damn eagle, edition. baby. War eagle. Before we get off – that was a beautiful, beautiful aside. Thank you, guys. Before we get off, <laughs> Alexander Madison. Yeah, I'm literally double teamed here when you guys go on your little tirades. I want to say that it's clear Madison isn't like the bell cow back. People were saying like I did I, early on in the offseason. I did think Dalvin Cook had a good year left and maybe he'll turn it around if it is very they much use clear. him sparingly. But OK. Besides it is very much clear that he, he that Dalvin Cook he benefited greatly from Dalvin Cook. Here's what they need to do though. Defense. Madison needs to be needs to share the carries because he it needs is, to be a true committee. And I I you could say like oh Tyler Chandler isn't the guy he doesn't look good he hasn't gotten any snaps dude he's had he's four run like, attempts. Yeah, he's had and also gracious. You gotta you've gotta I mean you've also gotta at this point the Lions keep running the ball with Jameer Gibbs even though it's not working right now you gotta just keep trying it at some point because you're unless you're going to go out and sign kareem hunt which well maybe we should maybe we should literally unless you do that there's no one really you could turn to unless you're going to make a trade for running back and the entire point of this like i mean try miles gaskin for 14 snaps a game i don't know the, the entire point of getting rid of delvin cook was saying we don't think the running back position is this valuable and now you could you might have to just well the problem with that is they aren't doing the committee and i think that's the key It'll get yes. to it. It'll have yeah. to. 
Well, and, and they're Ke- not even Kevin sticking O'Connell with has, the run. You know, he has experience with running backs with, with committees. So that's exactly what they need to be doing. And they're not doing that. And it's perplexing, but they're also but it's just only not two running. weeks. Not, and that's I no. I feel right. like right now it's kind of rare to come out with I a think... running back committee approach. I feel like that comes with the season. Also, a lot of Madison's snaps came because just because he's a better pass protector, he's a lot more physical and you needed. Yeah, and I was going to say, they're just not running the ball that much, which is difficult for, well, yeah, I think we Alexander Madison can be good, carry. but we Alexander average- Madison needs to be the guy that hammers on the defense, gets 23 snaps, and he is a really physical running back since he doesn't have the patience 23 in the 23 snaps is way too many for Alexander Madison. 10 to 15, he, maybe. Two years ago, that's when he was getting his 120-yard games. Yes, because Dalvin, Dalvin Cook was out. Exactly. Yeah. Why he should be doing that now, but he, we're not running the ball out. He he one he he's not well one obviously is if his fifth year in the NFL the, the the tread is off the tires a little bit. Dude, he's two. no. Yes, the tread is. You think Alexander Madison's run to the ground, dude? He's had like three no, games no. I'm not saying he's run to the ground. I'm saying it's you're getting to the point with the running backs where he's getting a little older. Mm, I think it has less to do with age and use more to do with usage. No, I don't think so. I just think he sucks as well. He's not good. Well, you can think that, but I think he is one of the running backs that because he's not, he's got to wear down a defense and he doesn't get the chance to do that when he runs 10 times a game, 14 times a game. Well, it's you're not going to get more than 10 carries if you go two. That's why he's not our guy. That's why this is a disaster. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said at the start is like, that's what I said at the start is Alexander Madison is not a true bell cow running back. You need a committee. And that, that's Ty Chandler. That's Ty Chandler. That's someone else externally like Kareem Hunt. That's them. But Alexander Madison is not built to be the running back one on any team. Yeah. It should be. He's not Isaiah. Need to do that. He is not Isaiah Pacheco. Let's let's do this before we move on to the Chargers game. Obviously, the run defense is a huge problem because the Eagles absolutely shredded us. That being said. I wasn't impressed by the Eagles offense or play calling and Carter. I want to go to you. Why was I watching this game? And I'm like, these are not the same Eagles from last year. Like, why were we in that game the whole time with four turnovers? Right. Well, let's get one thing kind of clear when we talk about this, the e- when we're going to talk about this, we're mainly referring to kind of the more first quarter, first half play call. And really before the Eagles just started running the ball because they realized the Vikings just couldn't defend it. When I was watching this game, I was just really baffled by what I was watching because I watched the Patriots-Eagles game week one, and I guess I didn't notice it as much because I was still kind of getting acclimated to the season. But in watching this game, man, it was crazy to see how this offense is set up. And the Eagles, are, I think, are really going to miss their offensive coordinator because I think – that's right, yeah. Uh, current Colts, Colts head coach, excuse me. And he uh, he ran miracles against the uh, what's their name the uh, the uh, Houston Texans last week. Or not miracles, but it's very clear to see that he took the entire playbook with him with Anthony yeah. Richardson when he played. But it's funny because I truthfully and pardon, I should have looked this up before the podcast. Don't know the new Eagles offensive coordinator's name, but um, the thing is that I noticed is isn't it this like offense- Brian Brent Johnson or something? Might be. I don't know. But this Brian offense Johnson, is yes. Yeah. Former, okay. He was he's he was their uh, QB coach for like two years with under Gotcha. But it's it's odd because this offense almost seems as if it's based around what people think the idea of Jalen Hurts is. Rather in the past year when, when they went to the Super Bowl, the offense was something that complemented Jalen Hurts' skill set. Now it seems almost it's more so based upon what the media perception of Jalen Hurts is, and he's the focal point not something that necessarily 
is a complimentary piece to a great football team. It seems like they're putting more stock into Jalen Hurts and not really understand. It almost feels like this person read spark notes on the Eagles offense last year and is trying to run it based on the idea of what he thinks they are, not the actual identity. And I think that's something that's really going to hold them back long-term because it's still, you know, you can criticize the play calling, but they, and they just ultimately went back to running the ball. It's, they still didn't do these creative things that they were doing last year that really felt innovative. And that was the really frustrating thing to me. And that's why I don't think the Eagles are necessarily going to go back to the Super Bowl this year. Do I think they're going to be a good team? Yes. They're way too talented not to be, but it's a shame. It's such a shame to see this fundamental misunderstanding of what the offense is. It doesn't have the same rhythm and it doesn't have the same beat that it had last year because Jalen hurts is now Almost 100% the focal point, not whereas the not offense like an asset is they use. not an asset where he's perfectly complimented by the people around him, if that makes sense. No, you you nailed it. And just to add on to that, like we nailed it last week when he said, you know, they lost their offensive coordinator. I don't believe in Sirianni as like he's not the guy that calls the plays and I don't think he has that magic that they had last year. I don't think it was from him. And they showed it this week. Like they looked really flat the whole game and they only got it going once they pounded the rock against the Vikings, terrible run defense. So I was just going to say, it feels kind of like if for people who watch college football, it feels like how Jalen hurts was right. his first year starting at Alabama when they didn't really know how to use him. He didn't have his developed of an arm. So it was just, Hey, Jalen run the ball this many plays. Or it was kind of like that. I just, but again, they could have, they could have, beaten us by a lot more they also are i guess the offensive coordinator is figuring out his identity and how he wants to run the team and yeah. you'd have to think it'll get better over time but if it doesn't this team is not going to go uh, as and that's as the only year. reason the vikings were able to hang in you know well credit where credit's due when he figured out what was working he just decided to run against the worst defense interior defense. And I mean, that, that that works but i don't feel like you have an identity now again yes against the 49ers they're going to shut you down eventually yeah it's not going to be deandre swift every week I'll it is a that. great I mean, man he did look good <laughs> he looked bad is, week one though he didn't play week one very many snaps but it was kenny gainwell but it was a short it was a great short-term solution but in the long term it might have hindered them this is the way i was going to put it well well, let's move on. We probably talked about that too long, but I mean, it there there were red flags to bring up. I want to talk about the Chargers now. <laughs> These are another like zero two team. Two teams on the same side of the coin that are like you have quarterback talent, you have some weapons, but it's just like in the trenches. There's something wrong. They're kind of fringe teams. Well, they might be worse than fringe teams this year, but. They're two teams who are very much lacking in identity, is what yeah. I'd say. Yeah, young, youngish coaches from the Sean McVay tree. They're they're just two teams who just don't know where they're going. Let's and uh with the Chargers, it's it's very much it's been the same story. Their secondary is not good despite investing mm-hmm. heavily in JC Jackson, which I if I'm I'm not a betting man, but if I was <laughs> one I of would the worst tell you, investments ever. I would tell you, Justin Jefferson over is going to hit like crack next week. It's going to be, I think it'll be a fun game. I mean, that's going to be clear. And I love watching Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, of course. Like, I'm a fan of a lot of their players. Prove me wrong. I thought he was washed. I guess he's not anymore. But also, he the Titans, off last week. Again, also, the Titans secondary is not very good either. Neither is ours, but I think we might actually be better than the Titans secondary somehow. 
here's what I want to see. One, I want to see, you know, fewer than three turnovers. I could handle your, you know, quarterly Kirk Cousins miss throw. Maybe one turnover. I'd be happy with one turnover, dude, at this point. Let's just regress a little bit to the to the mean. Um, it's also just not great that potentially you're going up against Bose and Khalil Mack. That's a problem, but hey, we but got hey, the Rizlord. It's they're they're playing Bose and Khalil Mack are both edge rushers against the strongest part of our. If uh, Darius plays, he'll play. He'll play. You say that, and then we come back up. Oh, he did not play. Oh well, no, he was gonna play last week. He just tweaked something during pregame warmup, so they're just like, yeah, sit out. But he'll play. He'll play next week. I think ten days of rest. He'll play. Carter, for you to see, let's say the Vikings win. What do you need to see to be convinced that the Vikings actually have what it is, have it in them to get a winning season this year? Lock down Austin Eckler. That is, he was out this week. About. Is he going to return? Probably. Well, nonetheless, I blanking on their backups names. Josh he is Kelly. Very, that's yeah. right. Yes, Josh Kelly or, plays a very Kelly similar game. Josh, it's Josh Kelly. He's he's number twenty seven. I know that, but um, he plays a very similar game to Austin Eckler, and that would really kind of convince me that this team actually has the skill sets to, you know, I guess be competitive in games. Because I think you know if the Vikings get into a situation that there's going to be a shootout, I still like them because of that high powered offense. It's just you know the Eagles were just a little bit ahead of them and had, you know, luckily a great offensive line and some pretty talented running backs just to run the ball down their throats, but contain the, how the chargers love to use their running backs from all levels. And I think this team would convince me, but truthfully, they have shown me a lot of other stuff throughout to make me think that this team does still have it, especially given the context of their division. I was just going to say the offense is high powered, but it's still holding itself back in one regard, which is, KJ Osborne should not be out snapping Jordan Addison. KJ Osborne is, I mean, I think. Yeah, we, we forgot to talk about that. I do think that, that more, will but... change. But... We have beaten we have beaten a dead horse to, at this point to like within an inch of its life, but KJ Osborne is not good. He has been the by far the worst receiver. Uh, statistically, he's been the worst receiver in the NFL this season so far. Kirk Cousins is a passer rating of fifty two point four when targeting him. Like that is. That is that, and that stat goes up to one hundred fifty-eight point three. So shout out to KJ Osborne for the Colts game. <laughs> and I mean, Carter and my friend, our group, a little friend group chat, our friend Will, former guest on the show, just kept texting every single time KJ Osborne had a drop or like a questionable thing. And uh, let's just say he kept texting us a lot that night. I mean, you could say, I mean, there are people who say, "Hey, he got a touchdown, dude." He was wide open, and that's not because fifteen point five yards of space, and that's he, because Justin Jefferson dragged four defenders. He's dropping all the important throw. It's he is not a starter right now. Maybe he comes back, but he needs especially time. Especially when Jalen Naylor should be playing more snaps than him. Especially when Jordan Addison is producing. Jordan at the level Addison he's has produced. looked excellent. Jordan, yes, exactly. And it's incredible that he he was not a burner in college by any means. He was not a deep threat in college, but he has shown that he can do that, which is so he, he was good at it. He was I mean, good, but he was that wasn't his game. That wasn't his focal point. Exactly. But I that would still argue that it was a piece of his game. It's just it was it was it wasn't like the it wasn't when he was most impactful. It was most impactful closer to the line of scrimmage. Let me ask you uh, this. He he was really good at it though when he yeah, did but do it. Carter, like like if you look at if you look at like his last season at USC, he was un, like undoubtedly the best when he was closer to the line of scrimmage. Pitt he he caught a lot of over the shoulder passes at Pitt. 
Sorry, we're getting into semantics. You're getting into semantics and I have something I want to bring up. I want to talk about. This is a hypothetical. Do we think that Jefferson and Addison are being talked about as if they were Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle after this game? No, no. Is it possible? Why not? No, because those guys have years of those guys have years of doing it. You know how reactive media is. Just just entertain this. The best case scenario, I think, is they, they're talked about on a similar level to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I don't yeah. see them getting talked about enough, actually. I could see it being better than A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah. They're just not getting, because they're, they're not getting to the level of Tyreek and uh, and Jalen after just one season. It, it, but it, also, Tyreek and Jalen are such you're a, not thinking a about strange right instance because they're, I understand where you're coming from, Matt, but they're both just so good at what they do. And they're almost like, they're just those speed receivers. It you know? is funny and, watching, and, that, them and that's they downplaying do the their game. Thing. But no, but you're right. They're kind of doing the same thing, which is really interesting to watch when you're watching. I love watching the Dolphins because I I loved um you know flashback to last night. I loved the play that got Tyreek Hill open on that little out route in the stick out route in the end zone. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful when they motioned him out to get the cornerback out wider. I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about, but it was wonderful to watch. I did not watch the game, so I did. Oh my gosh! Never mind. I'm falling on deaf ears. It was fun. It was a fun game, better than our game on Thursday night. Let's uh, let's move into predictions quick. Let's give our records. Carter, we're in a dead heat. We're both one and one with our predictions. Preet is at a oh and two bottom feeding oh and two. I'm tanking like the Vikings, baby. I'm trying to get Caleb. Yeah, we'll let you. We'll let you pick. First yeah, you can do year. that. Um, but let's, let's get our predictions out there. Uh, I think the trend is broken. I think the Riz Lord Risner is going to bring us to the promised land. I think the Vikings are winning this game against the chargers. My, my, like, is it home or away? It's at home. Oh, okay. That, that impacts a lot of what my, uh, my, my blanket score with no basis other than these are two good offenses. I think the Vikings do a well enough job bottling the chargers. It's kind of hit or miss when I watch, at least the game. I don't watch every game of the Chargers, but when I watch Justin Herbert, he has a lot of, I don't want to say duds, but just games where he throws a lot of yards and only gets like one touchdown or something. Like you're like, what gives once in a while? I think this is one of those games, maybe two TDs. I think they're going to rely on the running game because our running defense sucks. But I think the Vikings win something like 30 to 24. I think it'll be competitive. But I'm rooting for my guys this week. Uh, Preet, what's your prediction? Uh, similar. I got. I'm gonna go higher because I bet Joe Spinoza that the points over will hit. Can we go a week without like... mentioning Joe Spinoza? Test. No, uh, we cannot. Find out next week. <laughs> no, we cannot. Uh, I bet him that the over would hit in points, and that's 54.5. So I'm hoping for a cool little 38 to 35 Vikings victory. That'd Greg be fun. Joe I Spinoza. want a high scoring game so bad. Great. This offense can do well, it. We got a high scoring game last week. Yeah, but not like a fun one. Greg Joseph nails a 52-yarder to win the game. Bold, very bold. Carter, what do you think? I'm going to be a little contrarian here. I don't think the Chargers drop two in a row. I know they're a cursed they franchise, but I row. mean three. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, Carter. I, yeah, also, that's my bad. I for- I forgot that it was it was week. I forgot that it was week three, not week two. Oh my lord! Did you guys see Brandon Staley snap at that that uh, that the press member when they were like, 
is your slow start to the season because you guys blew a 24 point lead in the playoffs and he just went off on her? I did not. I'll have to look that up after though. But look, here's the thing is I just, this team is good. I don't think that. Are they? I They're coached they by are. Brandon Staley. I don't like Brandon Staley. Brandon at all, Staley actually. might be the most hot seatest. Coach I I actually think that Brandon Staley holds them back a lot. But he he is still does. is still talented, and yeah, I just eh. it would be very hard to see this team be zero and three. And for that reason, I'm just going to pick him over the. For that reason, right I'm out. I think he's just picking it to get ahead of you, Matt. To be honest, but we'll see. Dude. No, I, I in my head, it's like fifty five. 45% chance that, you know, I thought you were predicting the score for a second. Oh no, that'd be God crazy. Bless you. I but just I don't Herb, think Herbert I just don't. Fan. I just think that being at home is going to help us this week. Do you see this well, with him too? Like number six once in a while. I think Herbert always looks great. <laughs> Carter suck a cock. <laughs> okay. Great addition. Preet. <laughs> Did you not hear what he said? No, I didn't actually. We were I said, over each I said other. I was just made a Baker Mayfield joke. Good. We should talk about Baker more. Honestly, we don't talk about I him. I think enough. we should have, introduce a Baker segment. What did I, Baker do this hey, week? Hey, we can we can talk about him this. Here's week your Baker Mayfield of the did. week. My favorite. Segment. Yeah, our, our Vikings podcast where we famously have a <laughs> Baker Mayfield segment every week. Uh, this whole thing is just built upon inside jokes. <laughs> so we'll we'll follow through with the predictions next week. We keep track. That's our yearly segment, along with Super Gremlin. If you want to introduce yours, Carter. Of course, Super Gremlin of the Week is our segment where it's basically our excuse to talk about anything that's not related to anything that we had just talked about. And Super Gremlin of the Week was coined by the Antonio Brown after he stormed out of MetLife Stadium to end his NFL career. We're getting the etymology this week again. And live update, as we are currently watching the Monday night football game, Saints versus Panthers, and I'm currently wearing a Panthers jersey, I'm going to last-minute audible my Super Gremlin <laughs> and make it Shaq Thompson as he has just torn his ACL. And somehow the Panthers are pro- – I, I couldn't tell you this for sure, but it feels like we're the most injured team in the you NFL are. in you the are. history in just two weeks flat. I mean, this is beating like the 2020 Ravens or something like that, or 2021 well, Ra- Ravens. Well, it's not confirmed he tore his ACL, but oh, boy, did it look like an ACL. Yeah, yeah I mean, good though. Lord, this is insane. Because the you, pan, you can't, I don't think the Panthers are a great team, but we have talent on our roster. Lost the talent is just dropping. JC, it, it's ridiculous. Austin Corbett, Brady Christensen's done for the season. Adam Thielen's playing dinged up. DJ Chark just finally came back. Terrace Marshall Jr. was hurt. Now Shaq. It's this is absurd. This is and it, and it kind of hurts because I actually next? like is Frank Jeremy Rutt. Ch- is Jeremy Chin gonna get ulcerative colitis all of a sudden? Don't probably. Him, he bro. might. He might have to call you for some advice on that. But it, I mean, this is just insane. And the thing that sucks is I. I like Frank Reich, but can we really evaluate him accurately after one year if the team is this dinged up? You guys I mean, are gonna give Lord. up the Bears another top five pick. <laughs> we we honestly might. I mean, I, have I have two, two monitors and I have picks. the game on the side and. I'm watching this live and just getting completely discouraged. But, you know, not to spoil my Super Gremlin beforehand, but if anyone would like to audible their Super Gremlin to that that one I'd had nope. before, you're more than welcome to. But, Matt, let's hear yours. Don't care enough to. Oh, mine for... Is... Thanks. Well, Preet? Did he say, Preet, what's yours? Well, no. mine, is more say... culturally, mine is more culturally relevant as it is the person... I said, Matt, I said Matt next. You're going to wait. No, no, we are. No, I'm not. We'll do it live, baby. We'll do it live. No, I'm kidding. Nothing about this is live. 
That was terrible. Terrible. Ad yeah, ads. I think uh, you, that's you like getting kicked off the show. Like you didn't uh, get him from the Zoom. But you guys, you guys didn't get the Sean Hannity bit. But okay. I, I understood it. I, I got the it bit. I just place. didn't care. Yeah, he uh, looks so sad. <laughs> second week in a row, I am going to rip the Bears for believing in their star quarterback. And it's become clear that Justin Fields is not good, something I've been saying for over a year. And the absolute... Okay, let me not get ahead of myself. Something that my, Carter refused my, to believe. My he has digressed this year. It's insane. It should not have happened, but it's hilarious. Nobody gets a 1,000-yard receiver and gets worse other than Justin Fields. My Super Gremlin of the Week is Bears GM Ryan Poles for trading the first overall pick instead of drafting a quarterback. I don't care who they would have drafted. As we can see right now, any of them would have been better than Justin Fields. It's so already. funny because Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson is definitely what Bears fans thought. Should have been the dude. Was. Should have been the dude. You know, I don't want to defend Justin Fields, but yes, I would say do. last year. No, no, no. <laughs> you are a believe, Justin hey, Fields apologist. Yeah, I still believe in him to an extent. But the thing is, is you can't like last year. He still showed more so promise, but he's almost di- digressed this year. I mean, his reads were awful almost, this game. Almost the QB, oh, it's worse, one hundred percent. The 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 QB film study guy did a ninety minute video on his game last. It it, it, it was horrible. Bucks. And last year he actually had hope. I'd argue he before took four he had this... sacks of three seconds or more, where he held yeah, the ball was... for three or more seconds. He is it, garbage. He it, it's, it's insane to me because he was throwing the ball better before he had this running renaissance, like six weeks into last year, and just decided that that was his game i mean it's not like the bears gave him any chance they traded for claypool who's gives up on every play they don't have any like off they traded for dj Moore. they drafted a left tackle they gave him a chance he's not good why is it why didn't they hire an offensive oriented head coach or at least like make a flashy hire to like they got getsy getsy for oc getsy was a pretty flashy hire at the time well he hasn't had that much time with fields yet has he or is it he's had a year and a half year and a half well i mean just to be a little bit fair to the player. I mean, I don't hate Justin Fields, but it is hilarious what he's not good. He's, his not... MVP odds were higher than Kirk Cousins, and look at how he's, he's not playing. good. People are stupid and bet on him. Preet, give me your move. super gremlin. I'm done. It's it's a it's it's a dumb thing to talk about. It's, I'm it's dumb a until I submit the Bears fans again next week. A smart thing to talk about is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Uh Mike, my, my super gremlin of the week is the guy who this award's named after, Antonio Brown. He Just because he's releasing, he's releasing an album called CTE titled "Catch the Energy." That's how you get people to like really get what you're talking about and like agree. Like he's using the CTE as an excuse for his behavior. So yeah, don't don't use it as a joke and name an album after it to get people on your side. Like, does is it is he a character? Is that all this is? I think that's all this is. is him trying. <laughs> it to... has to be. I think he's just honestly. He doesn't have a job. By all, by all accounts, he's struggling for money. I think this is him engagement farming on Twitter for some of Daddy Elon's money. There's no way. Uh, I guess yeah. Twitter? Elon is probably paying him. Sorry, but it can't X, be that much. X. No, no, no. These these people on X get a lot of money for engagement farming. Does Antonio Brown know? He doesn't even contribute yes, anything. Yes, he definitely gets a lot of money from engagement farming. Well, we're next. Put that shit on. You know, I think that was a productive episode for once. I think we got a lot out on the table talking about the Eagles game. And then, you know, 
I think there's some high hopes going into a Chargers game as an 0-2 team. I mean, something's got to give. One of these teams are going to get their first win of the season. That's kind of an immovable force meets an, or a very movable force meets a very stoppable object. It's more like two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was gonna it's say, like watching two. It's like watching two bums fight over a, a stale donuts in a in a dumpster from Dunkin' Donuts. Like what a great donuts. metaphor. Good thing you said that right at the end. It's because I've seen it happen before. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. Great note to end on. Pre- you can't make it any worse, can you? Well, you know, you've just completed your voyage on the love boat. Oh, all right. Bye, See you guys.